Another episode of the Behind the You podcast and uh, a familiar face here, KJ Osborne, wide receiver. I feel like KJ, first of all, thanks for doing this. Of course, glad to be here. So it's funny, you, um, you were here for a year and like, I think everyone feels like you've been a cane for life. <laughs> I feel like I've been a cane for life, man. It's, it's, it's family. So uh, I got I to gotta start with this. How much crap did Dalvin Cook give you this year? Oh yeah, we we talk all the time. We we every time I every time I see him a couple of times, you know, we just we just you know throw out the U, he throw out Florida State stuff at me. Uh, you know, they they beat us. You know, I, I was ducking and dodging them in the locker room. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he was he was giving me crap. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. Hey, uh, everyone, everyone raves about your work ethic. So I, I assume you've already started training for next year, right? Uh, I have not, but I'm, <laughs> oh I'm, I'm, come on. I'm, you know, the thing is, I'm, I'm itching. Like, I, I know that rest is a part of the process, you know. So, um, you know, because I told my, my trainer, I'm like, my body feels good. Like, I, like I'm ready to go. Like, I'm like, we should be in the playoffs. But I'm like, I I'm, I'm feel good. But, you know, being smart, you know, I know rest. Uh-oh. I know rest. Uh, oh, can you see me? I think I lost you. You're good. Okay, yeah, somebody called me. Uh, no, I know rest is a part of it. Um, so, you know, 20 weeks of football, you know, if you had those three preseason games and training camp, you know, I'm going to give myself, you know, about about a week or two break and then um, I'm going to get back to it. But I'm, I'm itching. I, I can go right now. But you are here in South Florida, right? We escaped the cold and we're back. See, as oh, again, yeah. I was, I was, I was going to say home, but like. Yeah, this home. is home. This is home. This is home. Yeah. All right. So let me ask you this, KJ. As a rookie, take me back to two years ago. When did you kind of feel like you had a chance to stick? You know, it's training camp, NFL, fifth round pick. When did you kind of feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm on the squad? I felt that, you know, as, as a rookie in, in training camp, um, you know, I didn't I didn't play, you know, on the field, uh, you know, during the games. But, you know, I was making plays in practice, you know, um, you know, being on this on the scout team. You know, I'm, I'm acting as, you know, team number one receiver as, you know, Devontae Adams or, you know, uh, anybody, you know, we were playing that week. So, you know, I'm going against the first team defense. You know, I'm, I'm making plays like, you know, I'm I'm out there, you know, going against our ones, you know, the same guys that are, that are in the game uh, and I'm doing it. So, you know, after after that, you know, that kind of just gave me confidence. Um, you know, like, you know, I belong in this league, you know, I, I can, I can play here, you know, if I, you know, do what I always do and continue to, to work, you know, keep my head down, you know, my opportunity comes, um, you know, I'll make the best of it. But, you know, I, I would say that making plays in practice, you know, on the scout team, you know, I was, I was, you know, busting my tail, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in practice, you know, just trying to act like a scout team player. I was trying to get better. Um, so that's why, that's why I learned that. So what's it like when you get in the training camp in the NFL? What's, uh, you know, you walk into a locker room, however many dudes are there, professionals, guys like you trying to make the team, undrafted free agents. Like, what's that transition like? It's different because it's a it's a business. Um, you know, like the NFL is very different where it's like, you know, college, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's tight family. You know, all the guys are there, you know, we, we committed there, you know, unless, you know, someone transfers, you know, it's like, it's us, you know, there's nobody, you know, getting kicked off the team and, you know, you know, going back and forth, you know, the coaches, um, there's, there's more loyalty in it, but the NFL is business. You know, you, a guy come in uh, one day and he, his locker will be gone, you know, the next day, or you, you go in meetings and he's there and you go back and you're the guy locker next to you is empty. Um, so that's, it's just different, you know, it's, it's, you know, we all love each other and, uh, you know, during, during that time, but we also know, you know, it's a, it's a competition, you know, it's, 
it's different, like, you know, especially coming as a rookie, you know, because you're however old you are, you know, you're going against grown men, you know, these people have <laughs> families and, and kids and, you know, so like, um, you know, it's just kind of, it's a little different because, you know, it's, it's, it's serious, you know, it's, it's very competitive. Um, and during that training camp time, it's like, you know, you got to make your plays because, you know, there's only so many spots on the roster, um, special team stuff, you know, so it's, it's a lot that, that goes into it. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's the NFL. So, you know, you're living your dream. You're having fun. So you don't want to you don't want to think of it, you know, too much as is all that stuff, you know, getting it under your skin. Just just go out there and play ball. That's that's really what it's really all about. But it is uh, it's kind of it's kind of cutthroat. So you go from zero catches, right? Your rookie year. Now you played on special teams, correct? Yes. So you go from zero catches your rookie year to I think it was 50 this year. So the the exit interview after your rookie year. All right. So, you know, rookie year's done. Um what are they telling you? You know, what do they say? KJ, year two, this is what we need from you. This is where you need to get better. What are you telling yourself? Like, how, how does that transition go from, you know, like you said, you know, not, not really hitting the field, so to speak, to now you're a third down receiver. You, you sort of break out, you know, seven touchdowns, the whole deal. Right. So it really happened going off the field in uh, week 16. Sorry if you heard that from my dog. That's Larry. Is that Larry? Yeah. Is that famous Larry? Yeah, he's, he's begging me to play with him. I don't know if you can Larry, see where you at? I got one. Well, I don't have a bulldog, but my, my guy's sitting by my feet, too. <laughs> he's begging me to play with him. Yeah. But uh, it, it happened in, uh, in week 16. We're walking off the field, and my receiver coach, he's telling me, he's like, you know, uh, he said, you know, it's time for you to get your swag back. It's time for you to, to get that Miami swag back. You know, we're going we're gonna to get that back next year. And I was walking off the field in week 16 in Detroit. We had the exit meeting the next day, and he was just telling me, you know, how excited he was for me. Um, and a lot of people don't know this. I didn't really have a good, uh, a good relationship with my special teams coach last year, um, and he was he was let go like the day after the game. Um, you know, he was telling me that he was let go, and you know, next year is just time for me to you know be who I am. Um, and he wanted me to train with different guys. You know, I told him that I'd come down here in South Florida. There's a lot of athletes down here. I told him, and he said he kind of just wants me to, you know, be around those guys, learn from those guys, you know, in their game where, you know, kind of, kind of, he kind of said, he said, I'm osmosis, you know, it's like Tao, you know, <laughs> training with them, and it's going to, some of it's going to drip down to me. That's how he explained. That's exactly how he explained it. Who, wait, who, who is, uh, who is your receivers coach? Andrew Janoko. Um, okay. He's the quarterback. He's the, our quarterback coach now. Um, so he, he explained it to me like that. So, uh, and then ever since then, like, I was, I was ready. You know, I made a commitment, you know, Next year, year two is going to be different from year one. And, uh, you know, I, I got to work. So who do you train with? I know I've mean, seen videos of you. You were working with, I think there's some NFL guys out there. So who are you working with? Um, so I work at uh, – I work at a house athlete here in uh, Weston with, uh, with Mo Wells and uh, Jordan Bush's uh, uh, Brandon Marshall spot. And uh, the, I work out with on the field um, a guy named uh, – it's like it's called Receiver Factory. With uh, Brandon White and, and Pete Lude, and I also work out with uh, with Gold Feet, like the TA. A lot, a lot of uh, guys work out with them as well. Um, some of the NFL guys, I mean, I work out with, with Jarvis Landry. Me and him uh, got a, a more closer relationship last year, working out together a lot on the field. Uh, Stephon Diggs, you know, I've trained with him, you know, since before I, I got drafted. Um, you know, obviously Justin Jefferson. Um, you know, my teammate. I work out with Adam when I when I was up there and and. Uh, in Minnesota, um, and it's a, a bunch of other guys, you know, Deontay Johnson, you know, a bunch of guys, you know, come down to, to train with these guys, Elijah Moore, 
Um, you know, it's Robbie, Robbie Anderson, you know, you know, South Florida, you know, it's, it's a bunch of guys, Jerry, Judy, like any of them, um, you know, we're all down here and we learn from each other, you know, running routes, you know, uh, talking football, talking off the field. Um, and even other guys, you know, there's so many guys that train the house of athletes, like uh, Leonard Fournette or, you know, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. And we talk, you know, off, off the field stuff, you know, stuff that rookies need to hear, you know, about, about spending money or, you know, um, you know, business or, you know, on the field stuff, how to handle yourself in the locker room, how to handle yourself in different situations with coaches, things like that. So all that type of stuff um, helped me get more comfortable with being in the NFL because I feel like, you know, I know it more. It's not foreign to me. Um, so in year two, um, all that stuff, you know, contributed to, to just me being comfortable, being myself, and then I was able to make plays. So what happened by osmosis? What did you pick up? What, what, the, what, what Your quarterback said <laughs> you're just going to learn by being there. So what helped you? What what'd you – what helped you the most? Um, I would say just one confidence. Um, confidence was, was I think, the biggest thing. And that's what I, what I tell young guys. Uh, well, I'm going in year three. I don't know if I can really say young guys yet, but it's like, it's like I'm kind of in the middle. But uh, that's what I tell guys, confidence. Um, I even tell my, my guys that, you know, at the U, when I, was, when I talked to, you know, uh, like Mike Harley or, you know, Pope or Wiggs, I still talk to those guys. Um, that's the biggest thing. And then, you know, just – because after you're confident, then you can be comfortable and you're going out there and you're, you're playing fast and you're not scared to make a mistake. Um, you know, like when you're coming out the, the, the huddle, you're worrying about what move you're going to do instead of what route do I have, which is a whole different thing. Right? So you're going out there, you're not like, all right, do I have a slant? Do I have, you know, then you're playing, you know, timid where, you know, if you're confident, you're like, you know, I'm running this route and then you can work on the things that you worked on in the off season, you know, like, uh, you know, exploding off the line, or, you know, uh, you know, different footwork when you're coming out of breaks. So I think that's what did it for me, just just being comfortable and I was able to, you know, have confidence. And then uh, it allowed me just to play fast and be myself. So you bring that confidence in the camp. When when did you kind of when did it click like, hey, all this work's paid off? Like this is going to this is this has the chance to be a different year than my rookie year. Uh, going going into week one. Uh, when I was, you know, I was new, I was like officially wide receiver three. Um, you know, I went to, to OTAs with a totally different mindset, you know, just like, you know, just attack, attack, you know, like I said, training with some of those guys that I trained with, you know, they're more high profile players. So they're going into OTAs. They're like, you know, you kind of ease into it, you know, like get your body back right. And, um, you know, things like that. Guys who've been in the league six years, seven years. I'm like, I'm not like that. I'm not like, I got to make a team. I'm like, I'm going in there like it's game day. So, uh, you know, I, I performed the OTAs, you know, I just try to stay consistent. You know, my model just keeps stacking, you know, keep stacking days, whether I have a good day or a bad day, you know, uh, the next day, race it, come back and then, you know, do it again the next day. So, you know, that's, that's literally what I told myself every day, all the way through training camp, um, through preseason. And then, you know, after the going up to the first game, he's like, I'm, I'm wide receiver three. You know, I think the first, the first play we had um, was 11 personnel. So I'm, I'm running out there to start. And, you know, um, you know, I think I, I forgot how many catches I had that game, but I had a, I had a good game. We, we ended up losing. Um, but after that, you know, like, you know, like I can, I can do this. So it's funny in, in getting ready for this. Um, I read something that your, well, I guess your former coach said, uh, coach Zimmer. And he basically said from year one to year two, you're, he's like, you're, is, is, he basically, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but he said, your hands weren't so good year one, much better year two speed, much better. I'm like, his hands weren't so good. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> This dude caught everything. Too. This dude <laughs> caught everything at Miami. I was like, "What? What?" So I'm thinking to myself, if he, if you saw that, I was like, "Oh, I wonder what he was thinking." 
Yeah, I think I think he'll just just kind of paraphrase and just say I got better. I seen that too. I was like, oh. okay, all right. So you saw, <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, I, I see that. But no, I think he's just saying, you know, he's just trying to say, you know, I got better. You know, that's that's what he was he was saying. Maybe he meant like catching the ball more confident and you know catching and running or something like that. Yeah. All right, good. Hey, you mentioned Mike Harley before. Um, he's about to go through the whole draft process. Right? I mean, was that him? Was that Larry again? Yeah, he's uh. Let me see if I flip this thing. He's, he's right here. He's... <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait, wait, one second. One second. Hold on. Larry, no, Larry. He's trying to get this toy. Hold on. Wait, get Larry, where you at? Larry. Let me try if I steal that. Here we go. Come on for this. Larry. Here. He should pop up here in a second. Larry. There he is. Larry. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. So let's, let's let's rewind this. Mike Harley, right? He's going to go through the. I know you guys are close, so we're going to talk talk some more about here during the podcast. But well, like, he's about to start the process, or he's start in the you know he he's in the you know in the beginning stages of getting ready for the combine, pro day, draft, being in the NFL. So you mentioned you mentioned Mike Harley before Wiggins and Pope. Obviously, the 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 draft process is different. But if you could, now that you've been in the league two years. If you could sit down with Mike, or I'm sure you, or the things you've said to Mike, if you just said, "Hey, the best advice you could give him about this process and then getting to the league in terms of giving him the best chance to stick," what would you tell him? One, I would say, control what you can control, and play special teams. That would be my my two my two biggest things. Um, I think me being a returner as well, you know, help my my draft stock. Um, you know, seeing that, you know, just it's about value. You know, what can you bring to the team? Can you run down on special teams? Can you catch punts? Can you, you know, uh, be a gunner? You know, you know, different things to add value, you know, on top of you being a receiver. Um, and then just going through that process, you got to control what you can control because there's so many factors that go in it. Um, you know, the all the mock drafts that come out. And, you know, guys, you know, after after teams reviewed them, you know, if they like them, if they don't and personalities and, and history and, you know, how they are in the locker room. Like it's so many different factors that you you cannot control and you will literally go crazy if you, you know, just trying to control, you know, literally what you can't. Um, so you just got to sit, you know, um, and do the best you can, you know, train the hardest that you can be prepared and take advantage of your opportunities, you know, run your 40, you know, test well, you know, run the right routes, you know, things like that. Um, you know, look good, you know, eat healthy, make sure your body is right. And then um, after that, you know, it's, it's, it's in God's hands, you know, it's just, it's out of your control. So um, like I would say just control what you control, you know, um, I told him that before this season, you know, just make sure you're playing, you're playing special teams and be willing to play special teams, you know, coming out, especially if you're getting drafted, or especially if you're getting drafted out, you probably weren't playing much special teams. Um, but, you know, you get up to the NFL and, you, you know, you have a Adam Thielen and a Justin Jefferson, like, you know, you're not going to be, you know, how like the main guy like you were in college. And that's that's just a difference, you know, coming into the NFL. But you but you got to find a way on the field. Do I remember your draft? Pro- the, your, the, the day you were drafted is the third day, obviously. Right. Were you like just in an apartment with one other? I feel like there was a video of you from draft. Day. It was like just you and someone else. I was uh, I was at home in Michigan. Um, my, my buddy EJ was sitting next to me. Uh, my aunt was there like in the background and my mom and my sister were there. So um, what did you do the first two days? The first two days, did you watch the whole draft? Yeah, I, I always watch the whole. I always watch the whole draft every day. I think the earliest that they said I could go was probably the third, 
And then um, after that, a lot of players like five through seven, a lot of, a lot of uh, some four, some fifth, you know, six, seven. Um, so it was about, about four people in the house with me because it was COVID around that time. So, you know, I didn't have a oh. big thing. But funny thing was my, my dad, he lives around the corner and my financial advisor and everything. So I'm, I get on the phone, I get the call and they're on Zoom. And by the time I'm off the phone, you know, it's, it's 30 people in my house. Uh, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how did y'all get over here so fast? So I'm like, you know, they, they just couldn't, they couldn't help but, but come over. So that was pretty cool. But does the phone start ringing before, like with other teams? Like, hey, you know, you hear the stories, hey, if you're available, we're going to take right. you. And then so like, you must get a little antsy, right? Oh, uh, yeah, you do. You do. Because, um, you know, so I, I and my phone, so my agent, you know, he talks to the GMs and everything. And I'm, I'm like a kind of organized guy. So. When he tells me teams, he tells me how much interest they have in me. So I literally still, I think I still have it in my phone now. So like I have stars next to, to the teams, you know, like I think the Vikings, I think they had me at uh, like third or fourth and how interested they were. So like I only talked to Vikings one time. So I, I just put like one star next to them. Like the Ravens, I talked to them a bunch of times and they sent me gear, they sent me shirts and all this stuff. So I put like, you know, maybe three or four stars next to them. So I kind of ranked them like by stars and which teams had the most interest. So in the fifth round, it was a bunch of teams. Like the Ravens called me that day. The Panthers called me that day. Um, I think it was a couple other teams, and they all had picks, like, like Raid in that, in that, in like this window. So I'm like, this could be the time that I go, and that's actually the time uh, that I went when the, the Vikings picked me. Um, but you do get antsy. So when I got that first call, it was a – I think it was a Cleveland number. It wasn't a, a, a Minnesota number. So I don't know if, if you if you go back to the video, uh, I knew those calls happened. You know, if, if you're available, you know, this, this and that, because those other text messages were in the morning. So uh, uh, in the video, I answer the phone, I say hello. And he says, uh, hello, this is Matt Roberts from Minnesota Vikings. So I look up and they're like, a pick away. But I'm still I don't know if they're like, you know, like it's fifth round. They could be saying, um, you know, if you don't go, you know, we're going to get you like undrafted free agent, whatever. So he said, this is Matt Roberts, Minnesota Vikings. And then um, he didn't get right to it. He didn't say, <laughs> he didn't say, you know, if you're not available, we're going to, you know, take you in the fifth round or you're going to get you undrafted right. agent. He said, hey, this is Matt Roberts. I said, how you doing? He said, uh, he said, what you doing today? And then if you see the video, I sat up and, I, and I'm like, oh, and then uh, a boy sitting next to me, I had it on speaker. So he started looking over. So he starts getting his phone out to record. And what, the funny thing is my mom, she's in the back ordering pizza um she's in the back ordering pizza and my sister's kind of standing like in the hallway so uh he's like how you doing today da, da, da. so after he got talking more I'm like oh, this is it so I'm waving to my sister like go get mom go get mom and then uh so my sister she's like I tell my mom like you know come over and she's like no care like like wait 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 I'm ordering pizza so she's like whatever so then she comes back to me and she's like no mom like, come on this is the call so if you hear the video like my mom's like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I gotta call you back. And then she like ran in there and screaming and all that stuff. And she kind of sit next to me. So um, that's, that's kind of how I was. And then when do, when do you talk to the agent about like, is it three years? Is it four years? When do you, you got, you probably did a little bit of the math financial, right? Like you probably, everyone yeah, likes to play around with the money mentally. Oh, yeah, I'll make this uh, much, this much a month. I might get a signing bonus. I could do this. I could do that. Yeah. It's like, uh, I think all the, all the contracts. Well, actually, no, you should have said it. Hey mom, I got the pizza. <laughs> That's what I should have said. But, you know, she ended up not ordering it because she had to hang up on me. Right. Hey, listen, I got to call you right back. My son's about to get drafted in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happened. But um, the contracts are already, you Plotted, know, right? Like, like, so, like, I knew it was, like, it'll be a four-year. I didn't know how much or, or anything. Um, 
So, you know, he called me like right after whatever. It was a, it was maybe a day or two later, we, he texted me like the contract details. And it was, it was funny because um, he texted to me and like, so I, I had my phone in my hand. So I'm like, I'm looking at my phone and I seen the text message and I feel like I got punched in the stomach. And I'm like, so I seen like the numbers, you know, I've never had that much money in my life ever. So I see the numbers, I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, I'm like, my mom's sitting on the couch. She's like, what happened? What happened? I'm kind of like laughing, kind of like like little teary-eyed. I'm like, my agent just texted me the, the contract details. I'm like, you know, it, obviously it's not like no huge, you know, second year contract. I'm like, that's the most money I've ever had, you know? So I'm like, I'm like, wow. And then she, she was like, we're like laughing about it or whatever. So I'm like, that was a, that was a funny moment. Did you take care of mom? Did you take care of mom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I take care of her. I, I pay her rent and stuff and her, her bills. No, no, did you get her something? You got to get her something nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she uh, she wanted, like, some just some purses and, and stuff like that. That's that's why I, I just I pay her bills for her, and she just likes purses and stuff. So um, she so she can have free money to get whatever she wants. So it's like she doesn't want to have to, you know, keep asking me for stuff. <laughs> She's just like, Larry. she doesn't want to have to keep asking me for stuff. So um, I, I take care of her so she has extra money in her pocket so she can just do whatever she wants. Did she come to the games? She comes to every game. Now Home from them. Ypsilanti to your Minnesota, can that is that a drive? Can't you drive uh, that? I mean, it's like uh, I think it's nine or ten hours, but uh, no, we're I, flying. I fly her back and forth. But she comes to every game, home and away. Um, she misses one game a year every year because she goes on a, on a cruise ship. But um, she she she's came to every game. You know, uh, uh, she only missed one game a year since I was I think a freshman in, in college. So every game, home and away. Um, that's it's a good mom right there. Yeah, great mom. So, um, from the day you stepped on campus at Miami, oh, I'm sure there was this way in high school and, and, you know, Buffalo and, and whatnot, but in terms of how we know you, um, from the day you stepped foot on campus, everyone raved about your work ethic. Everyone just raved from day one, stepped in, um, you, you talked about it, Manny Diaz, David Cooney, the wide, everyone talked about it. Where'd that come from? I came from my parents. Uh, that, that, that came from strictly my parents. You know, my mom, my dad are two very hardworking people. And that, that's what they, they taught me, you know, that way. Um, they raised me that way. So I, I think that that this, the root of it comes from there. And then, you know, I went to IMG Academy when I was like in the middle of my junior year. So, I mean, I moved out of my house when I was like, I think I just turned 16. Um, I didn't have my license yet. I got like, no prom or anything like that. So, when I went to IMG, you know, I kind of, I went with my best friend, uh, Tyler, and one of my friends, Jeff, and we kind of had to do it ourselves, you know, like, you know, there was nobody to tell us, you know, to go do extra work or, you know, do this or do that. So we were, we were around other great players. And then that's also where I really like, like stepped up, like my work ethic, you know, like, I'm like, I want to get scholarships, you know, I want to, I want to play at the highest level. I want to, I want to, I want to do, you know, and be great. And it was me, um, Tyler Mabry and DeAndre Francois, who was at, at Florida State, you know, we are really, really tight. And through them three, um, that's where my, my work ethic, like, you know, really, like, developed. And, like, when I mean, we're staying, staying after, coming early, going to the field, like, we are – our work ethic at IMG was ridiculous. And, um, you know, that just kind of carried over to, to, to college and, you know, now the NFL. So your work ethic was ridiculous there. Was that who, – who, who, who prompted that? Was that – you know, DeAndre wants to throw the three. You just talking about it. A coach telling you this, what just an internal burning desire of like, I want to play, you know, not everyone 
And the reason why I ask this question, KJ, is I've had a lot of guys on here on the podcast, and I'm always curious when people say I work hard, right? Right, right. I always right. like to ask people, well, you got you to gotta give – I ask them to detail it for me because I think a lot of people right. think they work hard, right. but they don't. Or a lot of people think you need to work hard, but they don't know what it takes or what, what it takes to be at your level, right? I guess maybe that's the difference. They might work hard, but to be an NFL player, the amount of work that you put in. So that's why I ask the questions, and I'm curious to where – that initiates itself because it's not always that easy. Right. And it starts like the thing is, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So like what, what my, my, uh, my strength coach at Buffalo coach Lou, um, Lou Corrala, who's, who's at uh, Georgia, Georgia tech now, you know, he's, he's a, I like to call him a goat. Like that's, that's my guy. We talk often. Um, what he, what he told me once, what he told us at Buffalo was, don't see how much work it takes to, to get there. Don't, don't worry about, you know, can you hear me? I'll go ahead, dear. No, ladies. Sorry, I'm back. You're good. So I let my, him out. Go ahead. <laughs> my strength coach at, at Buffalo, uh, Coach Lou, he will he would tell us, you know, don't worry about how much work it takes to get there. You know, don't say, you know, I need to run this much or you know, do this much of work to make it to the NFL. So just do all the work it takes. And then, you know, after you get there, you know, look back and say, you know, that's how much, you know, that's what it took. Like, don't worry about how much it takes. Just do as much as it takes. So I feel like it just, my work ethic, it just grew. And, and actually, uh, uh, before IMG, I would say, um, um, like, my mentor, like my, I like to call him my uncle, Lamont Green, he's all-time leading rusher for the Green Bay Packers. Um, I would go there to his house. I went a couple times in the summer. Um, you know, me and my, one of my buddies, EJ, we would go for about, maybe a month, you know, sometimes a little bit over a month and we would stay with him. This is why he was still playing. So, you know, I've seen him and, and I've seen uh, how he trained. I see how he ate. I see how he, how he carried himself. Um, you know, I would go to Packer games, you know, I'm, I'm in the, I'm on the field and you know, things like that. So I, I was able to see, you know, kind of the, what it takes to be an NFL player. So I'm like, you know, I want to be that. So, you know, I had that example. And then when I go to IMG, you know, I, I would say, you know, uh, my friend and, you know, myself and Tyler Mabry, he plays for the Seattle Seahawks now, um, had that burning desire, but it was really DeAndre Francois who kind of pushed it out of us. You know, he used to give us like, like tough love. You know, we drop a ball, he was going to let us hear about it. Like, you know, that was, that was our boy, but he gave us that, that tough love. And then, you know, uh, me and Tyler ended up going to school together at, at Buffalo. So, you know, we already had that, you know, we're roommates. So then, you know, we just did literally everything to like, to, to, to make it, you know, like, Buffalo, we didn't have an indoor, you know, so it's cold. You know, we're we uh, sneaking in the gym to try to, you know, get like, you know, uh, catch passes over the shoulder, catching tennis balls, lifting weights or, you know, whatever. And sometimes also when you're at those smaller schools, like sometimes you feel like you got to catch up because it's like we're at, we're at, you know, Buffalo, you know, where it's not like it's not a Miami and it's not, you know, like one of these big power five schools. So you feel like, you know, like uh, you got to catch those guys at Alabama. You got to catch those guys at, at the U or, you know, you got to, you like not, you're not behind, but it's just like you want to be in the spotlight like those schools are. So like you got to be a, a really good player. Um, so that's why, that's why I kind of got that, like that blue collar mentality at Buffalo. And then when I was at, when I brought it to Miami, it was, it was just the same thing. It was just like, you know, it don't matter what school I'm at, like, this is who I am. And so it's kind of just, just building that's carried me um, on to have success. I mean, that's the only way I know how to work. All right. So I'm pretty good at 
getting prepared for these, but you just dropped a nugget that I was not prepared for. So you got to circle back to the Amon Green. So mm -hmm. he, how do you know, how did you meet him, know him? How does he come into your life? You know, that's, um, obviously that's a great example to have, right? So you right. were able to see it firsthand, which now it, a lot of it makes sense, but what's, how, where did that relationship begin? How did you, how were you introduced to him? Right. So my, my, uh, one of my best friends, my other buddy, uh, EJ, uh, he's from, from Michigan, me from Ypsilanti. Um, his dad was in the army or, or uh, the Marines with Amon's uh, brother or, or uncle or something like that. Like his brother or his uncle, I can't remember which one it is, but he was in the army with him. So um, uh, he was also uh, Amon's nephew is now is Paul. Um, so I think it was Amon. He's in, he was in, a, in the army with Amon's brother. And um, so he's also, you know, cool with like Niles Paul. So um, that's how they, they kind of met through Amon's brother being in the, in the army with my, that's my goddad. Steve is my goddad. Sorry if that was confusing. I'll, I'll start that over. <laughs> no, wait, EJ's dad is your goddad? Yes. And he's close with Amon's brother? Yes, he was in the army with him. So that's how EJ, that's how Steve, my goddad, and Amon met. So they were, they were cool and they were, and they were good friends. Um, and so then Amon, uh, being close with Steve would let, he let us come up, you know, to see Packer games First, it started off to seeing some Packer games. Um, cause my, my goddad, Steve drive, used to drive trucks. So, you know, he would go through routes that would go through up through Green Bay. Yep. So we would go to some games and, then, um, then the relationship continued. Um, and, uh, cause originally, I think the first game we went up to see was the Packers versus the Redskins. I was, now it's Paul and, um, and Amon. They, I think they were there playing against each other, and that's his nephew. So then um, we would go to see some Packer games, and then after that, the relationship continued, and we would go up there for – I think we went up there for two two summers. I went up there for two. I think Ede went up there for three, um, and we were able to, to, to see that. So you get you talked about that blue-collar mentality, bringing it into the University of Miami. And Manny Diaz, you know, he tells a story how, hey, hey, Manny, or coach, I should say. Hey, you know, yeah. nine o'clock at night. Hey, can I get the lights on in the IPF? Yeah. Right. I, I want to go. I want to go practice. I think I interviewed you. I, so I'm the sideline reporter as well for, for, for the radio broadcast. I don't expect you to remember this, but I think I interviewed you or someone told me that before you even got to Miami or before you or just when you got there, before you were officially eligible, like you watched film on all the other receivers in the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> all right. So like, got to talk about that like why would you do that I did that because I wanted to see you know who I was who I was playing with I wanted to see you know my guys I knew when I came to Miami I knew it was a young room and I'm like you know I'm coming in here to be the guy I'm going to be the leader here so I'm like you know I'm going to be a leader on this team you know I'm a I'm a, I'm a fifth year senior you know like I think those guys I mean they were young you know Pope I think Pope and I think Mark was going I'm not Mark uh, Mike might have been going into his I think maybe sophomore junior year. I think Wiggs and them were coming. I think they were going to be like uh, maybe sophomores. I think sophomore. I think the yeah, sophomores. I mean, Mike was probably going to the junior. Like they were young. They hadn't had a lot of experience and things like that. So I'm like, um, I'm the type of leader where, you know, I want to know my guys. You know, different guys take leadership different. You know, some guys you can talk to them right in front of the team, in front of everybody. Some guys you may have to send them a text or a call. You know, or pull them to the side. You know. So it's just like, it's just different type of, you know, personalities and different guys. And I want to see how they were on the field, you know, um, you know, what they did like the, the year before. I just wanted to, to know them, you know, on the field and off the field. And, you know, like I was, so I wasn't going to be able to see them play football until, 
you know, uh, you know, what well, spring ball starts in March and I got there in January. So I'm like, I don't, I mean, I know them as people. I don't know them as football players. You know, I don't know who's good, not good or this or that. Like, I don't, I don't know anything. So I'm like, I just kind of wanted to see them, you know, how Miami practice went, how, uh, you know, who are the DBs. And I just wanted to know my, know my teammates more, and, you know, uh, just kind of be able to see that. So that's, that's why I did that. What did the coaches say when you said, Hey, can I watch film on my guys? I don't think I, I don't think I told them. I think I just, you were just, running. you just pulled it up. Yeah, I just went in there, asked the guys, you know, how do I go back and watch, you know, old stuff, and then uh, that's how I was able to go do that. And and, and I, how, so so the the IPF story about turning on the lights, that's a one time thing. That's a multi, you know, like I asked them to do it one time, and um, they weren't able to do it. So because uh, it was also different because um, again, I didn't have a, a indoor at Buffalo. So I'm like, I didn't know. So I'm just like, I felt like I didn't know if we could just get access to it all the time or like we can just turn the light switch on you know, whenever <laughs> we wanted to. So like, I didn't really know that. Um, so when I asked them, um, you know, like I said, uh, it was locked. But so then I never asked them after getting after that. So other times, you know, there, there's a couple of lights in there where it's like, so I, like the rest of the time, I just kind of went in there. It was dark. Like, like if you're, in the IPF, if you go over like near the, the weight room side, where it's like that yeah. small area, yeah. there's like it's like a couple lights, you know, under that under that. <laughs> wall there. So we just we would just go over there, and you can you can see over there, um, you know, enough to to go catch. You know, a couple of times uh, uh, we went to those lights were off, and we would go under you know the U lights up um, in there. So we it would be dark in there, but you know you would just work your, you, wherever you could find light. You're just going you're yeah. gonna go find somewhere to. Get, and who was with you? All the guys? Uh, no. Uh, so at, at one point, my, my cousin, uh, uh, he would come down there with me to, like, just stay with me for a little bit. So he would shoot me some balls. Um, Jeff Thomas was my roommate. I think Jeff came once or twice. Um, I invited some of the guys. I, I, can't, I can't remember who, who all came, but, like, most of the time it was just me and my cousin. Uh, he would shoot them to me. Um, or uh, – Jeff had a, Jeff Thomas had a buddy that he, he would come with us sometimes because we would catch uh, before we would catch after lift. So some of the guys would come with me after lift. That's where most of them came with me like immediately after lift. And then sometimes I would come back at night. So how much um, extra work would you do? How much extra work? Of the, let's say in general, how much when were you put how much extra work were you doing? When were you doing it? And what would it look like? Uh, so I would come in for lift. And we, I would do the lift and, you know, the running and all that stuff. So usually I would stay after to do like abs. I would do ab, some ab work. I would do uh, maybe like uh, some hand work, like, like, you know, rice buckets or things like that. Um, I would do like mobility, like ankle mobility, stuff like that. Um, you know, just trying to move my ankles and like maybe some hip mobility. I, was, I would go to the training room and do uh, maybe some balance. Um, like, you know, uh, it's like balance mixed with ankle mobility, like on a little BOSU ball. Like throwing against the trampoline, catching, I would turn, catch over the shoulder, like balancing on, on different legs and stuff. Um, and then I would catch on the jug machines. Um, and then, uh, you know, just this hot tub, cold tub, and then I'll be done. And then I would come back at night and, and do so. Sometimes I would go watch some, some, like if I was going to watch like, you know, some of my teammates film or, um, just like just Miami film, you know, that was my first time there. I just wanted to see like what it was like, you know, playing at the U. I would sometimes do that stuff, and then uh, sometimes I'll come back to catch at at night. So I was, I was doing a, a bunch of stuff, but 
you know, it's kind of different when you're a senior. It's like, it's your last shot. Like, do like I said, do everything it takes to to get there, and then at the end look back. So like I like I was all I was in the grad school, so I had like one class uh, a day, maybe maybe two times a week, three times a week. So you know it wasn't I wasn't doing a bunch of other stuff. It was like I came here to play ball. I didn't even take a, a visit to Miami. Like I talked to him on the phone, and my official visit was my move-in day. Like I like I was I don't need to see the facilities. You know it's to you. Like you know I'm sure it's fine. You know the Buffalo is is. It's snowing. I said to you, it's, it's, it's sunny. Like, the sun is shining. I'm like, I don't really need to take a visit. I just need to talk to the people that I'm working with. And uh, when I came on visit, and I was, I, I, was, I was moving in on my official visit. So it was like I was ready to play ball. You know, I, I remember you saying that. So the mindset of a grad transfer versus the mindset of a recruit, right? The mm-hmm. things that are important to you as a fifth-year senior versus a 17-year-old freshman. Mm-hmm what were the things that were important to you coming in as a, as a, as a grad transfer, right? In terms of, so you said you didn't, you said you didn't even visit. So you did, what did you need to hear? What were the, what were the things that were important to you that you needed to hear? Right. One, I wanted to be the guy. And if I was going to leave Buffalo, you know, at Buffalo, I was going to be the guy. I was going to be the captain. Like, you know, it was me and Anthony Johnson. Um, and uh, the, the, my, my last year at Buffalo, you know, he was leaving. So, you know, he was graduating. So I was going to be the guy at Buffalo. So I'm like, I don't want to come here and be, uh, you know, fighting to get on the field or, you know, like something. I want to be starting. Like, I'm the guy, you know, they're, they're coming to me. Um, you know, just the type of offense they were going to run. Uh, the quarterback at the time, what they were, they were, it was like they was trying to bring in Jalen Hurts. They were trying to bring in Tate. They were trying to bring in, uh, it was some, I think it was, it was a couple other guys that were trying to bring in. So the quarterback situation was, was kind of iffy, but it was like, I thought, I, I thought we were trying to get, um, Jalen Hurts was like close to coming or something. Um, but it was like, I just trusted the, the quarterback situation. And then like I said, the type of offense, and then they have my masters here in criminal justice. Um, so that's the type of stuff that, you know, like I, said, I just, I just kind of needed to hear. Um, you know, we, like I said, we brought Tate in, you know, it didn't turn out, you know, how we wanted it to be. Um, but, you know, it is, it is what it is. But, you know, other than that, that's, that's where I kind of, uh, and like I said, it was a lot of young guys in the room, like they needed a leader. So, you know, like that, like that type of stuff that, that you, that you look for when you, when you're a grad transfer. You're coming from Buffalo. It's in the Mac. You're moving up to a power five school. It's Miami. You know, were you, you wanted to be the guy, but were you confident that you could play at that level? Did you still have to sort of experience that? Did you have to figure that part out? Um, I think I figured it out in uh, in spring ball. You know, I was I was confident, but I wasn't I wasn't sure. Like even when I when I was leaving Buffalo, originally when I was coming out, I'm like, uh, you know, what type of school should I go to? You know, should I should I go to like maybe. Uh, like, like Miami is like a brand, you know, like, like Miami of Florida State, uh, Alabama, you know, like it's, it's like one of those big time schools. And I was like, when I was coming out, like, okay, I don't know if I should be aiming for that or should I should be aiming for like more like, you know, like, like in the middle, like, you know, like, uh, I, don't, I don't, I can't think of any teams off the top of my head, but maybe not like a, like some school, like with a brand, like the U or, you know, like, like something like that. And my uh, high school receiver coach, E.G. Green, he played at, at Florida State. He's like, no, you need to go to like, you know, a school with a brand, like, you know, a big time, you know, big time university. So when I got there, um, I'm like, I want to see like what this is about, like this power five thing and everything like that. So 
when I got to spring ball and I was making making plays, that's when I was like, all right, you know, like this is this is fine. Like, like I can do this. What was uh, who planted the seed, or, or what entered your your mindset in terms of I want to lead, I want to go see what I'm capable of. When did when did that become reality in your head when you were at Buffalo? Like, hey, I need to go figure something out. Uh, when my my quarterback was leaving, uh, Tyree Jackson, um, he's actually playing tight end now for the for the Eagles. Um, he was like going back and forth whether he was going to go in the portal, whether he was uh, going to declare for the draft, or if he was going to stay. And he was going like literally, like I'm talking about, like going up to the bowl game, like back and forth, back and forth. Wow. And me and my boy Tyler, are we like, like, dang, like, like, what should we do? Because like you know, obviously, like we didn't want to transfer. Like at first, like it's like you know, we didn't go in there expecting to transfer. And it's like, you know, transferring is a big thing. You know, you gotta, I got to talk, I got to get re-recruited. I got to pack up and move. You know, that's like a, a big step. So um, after he finally said that uh, he was either going to declare or go to the draft and not come back to Buffalo, that's when we started to reach out to, like, you know, some of my high school coaches and do some things like that. Like, you know, if I went into port in the portal, like, you kind of tell me, you know, what what type of interest would I, would I be getting? Like, what, what would be kind of going on? And um that's when I that's when I decided to to go ahead and do it. So that all happens pretty fast, right? You're talking about bowl game to enrolling in Miami in January. That's a few weeks. Happened happened really fast. That's why I said uh, like before the bowl game, I was I, I talked to one of my high school coaches, and um, I'm like you know just kind of telling them like you know if I did go in the portal, like what type of you know what type of attention would I be getting? Do I might I go in the portal and not get any offers? So what did he tell you? What did he tell you? Uh, so like that, he started like some like kind of asking around, you know, like if this guy went in the portal, you know, like what? He's the middleman. He's the middleman. He's got he, yeah. he's got he's the source. He's got all the info. Yeah. yeah. So he's like he like this school would be would be interested. This school would be interested. Uh, like you know slowly, and then when I officially went in the portal, I mean it was just like yeah. What happened after that? When you went in, what happened? Uh, immediately, coaches started you know following me on Twitter, emails, phone calls. You know, it was new for me because you know when I was coming out of IMG, it wasn't like that. You know, so um, you know I had like I had uh, Buffalo and Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee State had took a receiver, so they were filled up. So I really just had Buffalo. So when I'm when I'm coming into the portal, you know, I see like you know Miami follow me, Florida follow me, you know Syracuse, Michigan State, Ohio State, like you know these different all these different schools. I'm hard like good like you know I'm getting recruited. I'm not sitting in this portal like nobody's coming to get me because when you're at the MAC, it's not like the same. Like you don't get all this press coverage and. Uh, like press coverage, me in the media, and you know all this like super love from ESPN and all that. So sometimes you don't really know how good you are. Like you don't really know because people see it as the Mac, so they're like, "Oh, he's just in the Mac, or he's just in the Mac." Where the Mac has really good players, but you just don't get all that 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 you know big time media like you do. So sometimes you don't really know. So then when I started getting those that love, I'm like, "Oh, like you know they actually you know, I'm a, they see I'm a good player." So I'm like, uh, "That's what that started happening." So that was that was an interesting uh, like process. So can I – I'm going to pull this back, KJ, for a second. In the big picture, when you go to IMG I, – I, mean, I, I mean, I'm familiar with IMG, like studs, right? There's a bunch of studs there. So when you go to IMG, are you recruited to be like a, a first-line player or there, are there guys – and the reason why I'm asking this is like your IMG, right? Like at IM, there's IMG, Buffalo. Like there's always been for you, I got to prove myself. So – go to Miami, prove myself, fifth round pick, prove myself. So I was curious when you went to IMG, 
were you recruited to and obviously you were you were asked to go there but you asked to go there as a as a like a prime time guy or were you having to fight it out with the other guys that were there because obviously IMG is going to have a bunch of dudes right so what was a little bit different for me with IMG is it was only the second year of the football program okay so it was star studded but not like it is now so like there were some good guys there but like I was like some of the first you know like I Wave. wasn't like a star there but I was like the, some of the first you know it was it was some guys there but not like it is now um but really I was actually recruited to go to IMG originally as a DB um they were trying to bring me as a as a safety in a corner and I talked to EG Green so it was kind of like a you know like playing both sides they like playing offense and defense um but I was recruited heavily for there to play DB and then I kind of just also, I just kind of switched up, end up playing receiver. I'm like, you know, I want to play receiver. Um, so that's how I kind of, kind of. How'd that, came how'd that door open? My friend, uh, Jeff Stokes, who was at, at Lincoln with me, um, at Ipsy Lincoln, that's the, the high school I went to before. Um, he went down there for a camp, you know, like they have like little things called like a Madden camp, IMG camp, like for a yeah. week. He went down there the year before, like our going in our sophomore year. And they're like, you know, we want you to come to school here. That was the first year of the program. He like, I guess he like, you know, denied it or whatever. And then after our junior year, he's like, you know, I think I'm going to do this. And so he was like, um, or we're like, what, do you want to do it with me? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, what is like, I don't know. What is, <laughs> he's like, what is this? What is this? And um, so then he, like, he like sent them my film and stuff, you know, like, you know, we want him to come as well. And uh, we actually took a visit down there. So we, we flew down, you know, obviously like on our own money. Flew down there and it's literally like college, like they drive us around the golf carts, you know, we see the dorms and the, the facilities and everything like that. And then, um, you know, we, we transferred down there and then eventually our other friend, Tyler Mabry, who's on the Seahawks now, you know, he, he came there as well. So you mentioned before about Buffalo and the reason why I was asking this is because it always feels like you're trying to make a name for yourself, even though you're a name, you're a name to us. We, we love you. But uh, <laughs> um you were talking more about Buffalo. It's like that in middle Tennessee state. Right. And then it's really just down the Buffalo and not as much attention in the Mac, but just the way it is right. Compared to the power five, but now you're, you're about to enter your third year in the NFL. So when did, so going, going to leaving Buffalo, going to a power five school was one step in your process. When in the world did, did it cross your mind that either I want to have a chance or I believe I could even, play at the, 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 you know, the very best, like the, when did the NFL enter the picture in your head? If you're just like, man, I'm, I got one school, it's Buffalo. Right. And then some, and now you're, you're a fifth round draft pick in the NFL. Right. I think, uh, my, my, my last year at, at Buffalo was when I, when I got that, you know, I started to like my, my love for the game. Cause when I was in high school, uh, I wanted to go to college. Like I was like, I didn't really, I wasn't like a big NFL fan. Like, you know, it wasn't that I didn't like it. You know, like, I, don't you know when something is so, it's like hitting the lottery. Like, I would love to, but you know, like if I can, I would, but yeah, I'm like, you know, but I'm like, when I was a kid, I wanted to go to the University of Alabama. I wanted to play running back. So I was like, my favorite players were like Mark Ingram, like Trent Richardson, like those guys. I was doing push up, you know, trying to get all like big, like big, <laughs> like that. That's what I was, that was my goal. And, you know, I eventually switched to receiver or whatever. I go to Buffalo and my game, my love for the game, like, grew, like, more and more. Like I said, uh, I was with Amon. Um, so, like, I seen that. And I, I literally can picture it, like, it's right in front of me, like, 
we went to a family night there. I'm on the field at Lambeau and they're playing like we are the champions and there's fireworks popping this night. It's the nighttime. And I'm like, look, and I'm like, that's when I realized I want to go to the NFL. But like you said, it's like so far away. And you, know, you hear about the percentages and everything. Like you don't really think about it. So I'm like, I want to go to college. So um, after I'm in college and like that junior year, I'm like, you know, I need to make some shape. Man. I need to make some plays, you know? Um, and so after that, I, like, I got named to like Blitnikoff War watch list and things like that. So then that's what I'm like, all right, you know, I can, I can do this. You know, I can, I think I can maybe do this. Like, uh, I don't know what my draft stock is going to be or anything like that, but you know, I'm playing well. Um, so that's when I, my love for the game kind of grew and I realized, you know, that it's reachable. And then when I went to Miami, I'm like, uh, all right, now this is, you know, where I got to go. Like this, I got to, like, I got to do it. And then I started making plays at Miami and things like that. And then again, as started agents starting to, to hit me up and things like that. So then that's when I'm like, all right, like, you know, and as just as the time, you know, just grew and grew in my time in Miami, I'm like, you know, the NFL is a real thing. Like, I'm going I'm to really do this. So uh, that's where it kind of happened. What ultimately sold you on Miami? Like, yeah, I know what you've said it publicly. It was Miami, Florida State, North Carolina. What sealed the deal for Miami? And how hard was it to tell Wanky and EJ Green that you're going to wear the orange and green? <laughs> Uh, what sold me on Miami? I think it was it was Cooney, man. Um, it felt he's like Cooney's the man. Man, he he he's family, man. He's he really family, and I was just so excited, you know, what what Coach Diaz was doing, you know, and just all the hype around it. Just as far as you know, he's coming back to Miami. Um, you know, again, they needed a guy. I'm going somewhere with the. I mean, it's the U. I mean, like, come on, like everybody knows the U. You know, whether they say the U is back, the U is this or that, like it's the U. Everybody knows the U. Um, again, so that what what an opportunity to go play for our brand and go play for the ACC. I'm playing on ESPN all the time um, and, and things like that. Like, again, they had my master's program in criminal justice. It's in South Florida, in Miami. I'm coming from Buffalo. I'm from Michigan. Like, I don't like the snow. Like, I like <laughs> I don't like the snow. Like, I, I'm, I'm in South Florida um, and I was just excited about the opportunity. And, and again, the, the chance to be, you know, the guy at, at you know, the U and again, just uh, Coach Cooney, you know, made me, you know, super duper comfortable um, and, uh, and Coach Diaz. And it, it really came down to Miami and Florida State because if you if you look back at it, you would wonder why I didn't go to Florida State because my quarterback, DeAndre Francois, was there, who was my best friend in, in high school. Um, Dugans went over there, who I was also really cool with, and my coach, E.G. Green, played with. Um, so, you know, he, he recruited me at first when he was at Miami. And then, you know, when he went through the transition, then he switched to Florida State. So I was, I was also really cool with him. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't even know why I didn't go to, to Florida State. Like, it was like, because everything made sense for me to go to Florida State. They well, also I, think that, I think that speaks to the superpowers of David Cooney then. <laughs> it had to be Cooney because it's just like they, they had my quarterback. They had uh, the offense. They had uh, – you know, my master's degree, you know, I've been to Florida State a couple of times. Like I would go down to uh, with DeAndre um, during some of my spring breaks, you know, when I was at Miami or when I was at Buffalo. So I, I was, I seen the campus, like, you know, I was comfortable with it. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember what their record was at the time. Maybe they weren't good. I know their offensive line wasn't very good, but um, I mean, I think so. Like, like you said, just the, the power of Coney and, uh, and Coach Diaz, you know, I was, I, was, I went there and it, it really it turned out being a, a great decision. What, um, so how did you, I know it was a young room, you're a leader, 
you're an older guy coming to Miami, but still you're coming. I don't, I don't, you know, you were coming from Buffalo. Like you said, you're coming from the Mac into Miami, but like instantaneously you took over the room. There was never any uncertainty on your part or how did that happen so fast and so quick and so easy? Uh, I think it was because, well, one, I think the guys that kind of heard about me before, like the type of guy I was, and I was, you know, I was really genuine, you know, again, like, I didn't come in there, you know, barking like, you know, I was a captain. You know, I let guys leave who were there, Mike Pinkney, the Shaq, you know, DJ Dallas, um, you know, guys all over that locker room, you know, who, who had been there. You know, I kind of see, you know, I, I didn't try to come in and be the leader from day one. You know, I just kind of let it be natural, you know, and, uh, you know, and eventually, you know, they started to gain my respect. They see how hard I work. They see, you know, the type of guy that I was. Um how I carried myself, you know, uh, you know, then, you know, competing in uh, then we call it like the mat drills and things like that, you know, so they, they seen I wasn't like, you know, a slouch, you know, they seen that, you know, I was coming to work, that I was strong, that, you know, I was athletic, you know, I could play. And, you know, they seen my film at Buffalo, they seen that, you know, I, I made plays and you know, I could play ball. And, um, you know, my experience, you know, I was, I was older than those guys and, you know, uh, on the field more, like I said, those guys like were like, you know, Pope and, um, and Wiggs and, and Hard, like they were young, you know, as far as like on-field experience. So they would ask me questions and, and things like that. And our relationship grew. And, um, and, and that's how I eventually, you know, began to, to take over, you know, just as, as the leader, um, you know, in the room, at playing, playing the most ball, how I you know, also held them accountable, you know, like in the weight room, you know, on the track, you know. Um, so and, what does and, that mean? So, I mean, I know what that means. What, what would you do? What would you say? How does that, how does that, become reality the whole yeah you, know, right. you hear hold account like culture accountability work ethic or work buzz phrases but so all right, right i'd hold them accountable so that means what what did you actually do right like uh, i would say uh like we finish a workout like come on let's go get some extra work you know like you know i gotta do this like no come on we do we do that after like, like come on like we in the weight room and i'm, I'm lifting something like coach Feely, he would uh purposely you know make me lift with with certain guys so i can push them so, you know, they, you know, they're not like, I'm like a real strong, like they're not like, you know, super strong receiver. They have like different games. So like, you know, we're in the weight room. I'm like, you know, put, put some extra weight on there. And they're like, come on, come on. I'm like, you know, just push yourself, like put some extra weight on there, whatever. Not that they didn't want to work or anything like that, but it was just, I was just pushing them more, you know, to, you know, uh, levels that they were maybe uncomfortable with, but that was going to make them, you know, better. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging them while they're lifting weights. And after they do it, I'm like, you're fine. Like, you know, you're good. And then they see how I, like, I wasn't just doing it for them. I was pushing myself um, as well, you know, just trying to, you know, make myself being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Um, and I think that's what, you know, like I said, holding accountability, you know, not missing times, you know, uh, you know, while we're running or, or things like that. Um, and that's what kind of, kind of did that. All right. We'll wrap this up in a second, KJ. I appreciate the time. I just got to, I got to ask you, so was football always your sport? Were you like you born to be a football player? Cause I, I I read that your school is kind of known as a basketball school. Michigan's yeah. got a lot of basketball players. So, like, was it always football for you? Could you could you hoop it up? Like, what what's up with that? It was it was always football. You know, I, as a kid, you know, I played all the sports. Um, when I went into it was going into ninth grade, uh, where I, I cut everything off besides football and track. So I, I stopped playing basketball in, in middle school, like in eighth grade, is my last year, and um, it was really actually the first time I went to a mom's house in the summertime because I had AAU basketball during the summer and I, I like I did like my last tournament and I told my coaches and like and my basketball friends those are the guys I grew up with like all my other best friends were basketball players um even Tyler you know Tyler Mabry came from Seahawks we grew up together since the fifth grade so there's there was like a, a group of us you know but most the rest of them all played basketball Tyler did both but the rest of them all played basketball so 
um, I had to tell him, like, you know, like, yeah. I'm not going to be playing ball no more. Uh, you know, I want to – I really – I hated track, but I just did it for football. Um, and that's where I, where I really locked in. So, I was, I was born to play ball. All right. And then can you corroborate this story? Uh, your high school coach said, like, when you were in the fifth grade, you'd start hanging around the high school and you were the ball boy yeah. and you travel. It's, that's true. Yeah, that, that is very true. That is true. Uh, I, got, I just wanted to be around the game, man. Um, I transferred to, to Lincoln School. Like, I, was, I went to a different district high, uh, when I was in fourth grade and I went over to like, Lincoln Consolidated Schools when I was in fourth grade. Then in fifth grade, uh, I think my uncle coached for uh, the team. He's like the D-line coach. And uh, so I just asked to come on the field. Like, I was a kid. You know, I want to be around the high school guys. You know, I'm fifth grade. I want to watch a ball. So then one day, I think they, I think I asked to go out and get the tea after kickoff. So then I went to go get the tea. And then, uh, then I was eventually like the ball boy. So now I'm like, I'm giving the ref the ball. Like, so then I kind of became like, you know, like just part of the team. Like the guys love me. I'm able to go in the locker room. I mean, like, you know, I'm in fifth grade, sixth grade. And, you know, I can be around the varsity guys. Like who, who wouldn't want that? You know, they, they all know me. They were walking on the bus loop and all the seniors are saying what's up to me. You know, so it was, it was all cool and stuff. And then I think uh, that's when I started asking, can I go to the away games? So then I started traveling with the team. So I was a part of the team. I was the ball boy, I was the water boy. All the guys knew me. Um, and then it carried all the way to the middle school. They're all coming to my games to watch me play and things like that. So just being around the team. And then um, you know, eventually I was all the way up to high school. But yeah, that's the true story. All right, so last two things, KJ. So if I take you back to your junior year of high school before you get, get in the IMG and, and I, I were to ask you then, how do you think your story would have been written? What, what would you have said? How do you think it would have ended up? If, if you got, if, if you're the junior in high school at, what's the name of the high school? Stokes? Uh, Lincoln. Lincoln. Not no, Lincoln. School. Stokes is your buddy at Lincoln. Yeah. So you're a junior in high school in Ypsilanti at Lincoln High School. And I asked KJ, how's this end up? You would have said what? Man, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's a great, I, I probably would have told you. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to play here. I'm going to finish out. I probably would have told you I'm, Probably gonna go to Michigan State for college, or Central Michigan, and then I'm gonna try my hardest to make it to the NFL, and I'll make it to the NFL. That's that's probably what I would have told you. I probably would have told you. I don't know if I'm gonna play receiver or DB, but that's probably how it would have went. Because before IMG, uh, I was getting recruited hard from Michigan State at the time at my junior year in Michigan. So that's where I thought I was going. I thought I'm going to Michigan State, and it was either kind of that or Central Michigan. I was like the two. That was like my other than that, it was like, you know, D, like, uh, like D3 or D2 teams that were talking to me. So I'm like, if I, you know, I knew my senior year was going to be good if I was at Lincoln. I knew it was, I was going to go crazy. So I was like, uh, it'll probably be those two. And that's, that's probably what I would have told you. But right, that's then, crazy how, how that changed. Yeah. And then, so then, and then the last <laughs> thing, since this is a, a podcast for the U, how grateful are you or how, how would you put in the words, even though it was a short time, but still everyone just look, everyone, you're, you're one of us and you right. were here for a year. How, I guess, grateful or what? I don't know. I, I shouldn't even use that word. How, how would you summarize your time at Miami and what the school meant to you? Man, it was, it was awesome, man. It was exactly what I, what I would hope for. You know, I got everything out of it, you know, however, you know, think people think it went good, bad, you know, however the season went, I got everything out of it that I thought I would. Um, I came to University of Miami to play at a place like the U and you hear the family and you hear the brotherhood around it. Um, that's another thing I mentioned earlier that, that sold me. Like you hear about that 
And that's what I got. You know, I, again, I still talk to those guys. I, I jersey swap with Shaq, and I talk to DJ Dallas, and I talk to the guys I play with in Pope and uh, Wiggs. I talk to Al Blaze. Like, I, I go back to school a lot. I talk to Coney. Um, just that tight-knit family. Um, and, you know, it's created so many connections for me, just being at the U. Um, you know, I'm getting my, my master's degree from there. I have class on Thursday, you know, to, to finish that up, um, you know. I'm talking to, you know, Santana Mosses and, you know, I'm able to talk to the Andre Johnson. I'm cool with Michael Irvin, um, you know, all, all these different guys. Um, that's what I came to the U for. That's what you come to the U for, to, to be on that level, play on that level, you know, perform to that standard and be a part of that elite brotherhood, you know, like all over the league, whether I play with guys or not, you know, um, a guy tackle me, he get up, you know, family, family. I'm like, oh, he did go to the U, like, you know, like, and it's, it's, it's different, like, you know, because we, we know we family and it's just, it's just a, a brotherhood. And that's why you come there and that's why you, you play there and, you know, you want to perform there and they hold you to such a high standard um, to, to, to be able to perform, you know, how we should, you know, when you have that you want. So um, I'm, I'm super grateful for them. You know, again, I came to Miami to, to be on the brand and, you know, get that exposure and, you know, do that. And I was able to do that there. And um, again, you know, I live here now. Like I, I made so many connections here. I'm comfortable here. Um, this is home for me. Like, and it wouldn't be that if I was never here, you know, I'm, Miami is a place that people come visit, you know, and like vacation, like this is home. Like, um, you know, I'm comfortable with everybody here, all types of connections, football, school, business. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful. And um, I'm really glad that I made the decision at the end of the day to, to, to come to the University of Miami. We're going to send that over to Coach Cristobal. That was good. Okay. I'm looking forward to meeting him soon. KJ, man, I appreciate you doing this. It was great talking to you. Thanks for doing uh, – thanks for making the time and appearing on uh, Behind, Behind the Youth. Of course. I appreciate you having me.